Let us stand for the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. And when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. And then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? And then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Today we celebrate the feast of Christ the King, the end of our, our, our liturgical year, as we live in the now and not yet mystery of the kingdom of heaven. This is the day that we celebrate the glory of the kingdom to come. In Matthew's Gospel, we hear Jesus describing the glory of the kingdom as the Son of Man comes in the fullness of his glory with his angel host as his court and all the nations gathered around his throne. This is the great vision of the Messiah, the vision that we look forward to. And yet... Where do we find ourselves in this vision? Before we answer that, let us consider how the twelve gathered around Jesus may have heard this. They're sitting on the Mount of Olives looking across to the temple. They've heard Jesus foretell the destruction of the temple, the coming persecution, and the return of the Son of Man in glory. They have heard about faithful and unfaithful servants, wise and foolish bridesmaids, now they hear about the glory of the king and the judgment, not of Israel, as Ezekiel described. But Jesus now uses that same imagery of sheep and goats to describe the judgment of the nations, the judgment of the Gentiles. 
find themselves? Are they among the nations? Are they alongside Jesus in his glory? And I wonder how the early church, hearing Matthew's gospel, saw themselves. They've heard the story. They know how this ends. They themselves are experiencing the persecution and trials that Jesus is foretold. Perhaps, like us, when we see a movie for the second or third time, they notice something different in this performance of Matthew's gospel. Perhaps they hear the entirety of Matthew's gospel leading up to the dramatic conclusion as the risen Christ stands before the twelve on the mountainside outside of Galilee. And he proclaims that all authority on heaven and earth has already been given to him. The glorious throne, the angel host, the judgment is already his. Then he charges them to go out among all peoples, among all the nations, to go out among the Gentiles, a mission they don't fully understand until later revelation to Peter and then to Paul. And this charge to go even among the Gentiles to proclaim the kingdom of heaven, teaching them to obey all that Jesus had taught, baptizing them into the life of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Perhaps the early church hears in this vision of the kingdom the fruit of their mission to the Gentiles. Perhaps they hear about those who hear and receive the gospel from them. The Gentiles that know and recognize Christ, they are welcomed into the kingdom. Perhaps they even hear the promise of Jesus to be with them always, even in their hardship and persecution, as the glorious king tells the nations gathered, it was me that you cared for. It was me that you ignored. It was me that came to you hungry and thirsty, lonely, sick, naked, and imprisoned. It was me who was present in my brothers and sisters who suffered for the sake of my name. It was me who is before you as the church. So now, how should we see ourselves as we come to the end of the year, almost 2,000 years later, a church no longer forged in the crucible of hardship? Unfortunately, we're often a church that wants to take our comfort and impose it upon others so that we can be the hands and feet of Christ to the poor. This is indeed a good intention. However, we can easily forget to see the face of Christ in those who are hungry, thirsty, lonely, and afraid. We're often a people more willing to see ourselves as the sheep welcomed into the inheritance of the kingdom without realizing that those sheep never recognized that they were in the presence of Christ in their service times I wonder if we have become a church more willing to be allies with the powers and authorities and rulers of this world rather than standing with Christ as he puts all these under the subjection of his authority. I wonder, I wonder if we can even still be the church that Jesus envisions. Can we still be the church under the authority 
of King Jesus. The church that's willing to leave everything for the sake of the gospel. A church that's willing to be ridiculed and persecuted. A church that's willing to be humble and dependent. A church that is willing to invite others into its very dependence on the love of God. I wonder, I wonder as we come to this table, this grand feast of the kingdom, on this day in which we celebrate the glory of Christ, the glory that is manifest in the cross, the glory that gives itself for life, the glory that is more at home with the hungry and thirsty, the persecuted, the lonely, the naked, and the sick than it is with the vain trappings of this world. I wonder as we come if we will recognize Christ present in his own body and blood given as sacrifice for us. I wonder as we come if we will be so filled with heavenly food and drink that we're willing to be hungry thirsty, dependent, vulnerable, humble, for the sake of the gospel. In this great mystery that we celebrate today, will we be able to see the power and glory of heaven? Then as we depart today, looking ahead to the season of Advent, to the season of longing for the coming king and the fullness of his kingdom, what vision of greatness and glory will guide us? Will we know the blessing of being poor, the blessing of mourning, the blessing in our meekness, the blessing in our hunger and thirst, the blessing of mercy, the blessing of purity and peace, the blessing even in persecution and hardship? So as we stand in this place between the now and not yet, celebrating the glory of Christ the King and his kingdom that is now, while we're still so aware of how much of that kingdom is not yet. As we enter into the longing of Advent, may our hope always be in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Son.